0: Winter is here, but business is just beginning to heat up. That's why Shutterstock is offering 10 free images from a library of over 340 million to help you with your seasonal promotions, emails, social media posts, and more. Just visit Shutterstock.com SMB to start your free trial today. You'll also find templates, tips, and the Shutterstock editor to design your marketing materials fast. Learn more at Shutterstock.com SMB.
1: You're listening to Black Girl Blueprint.
0: Because Black girls did it first. And honestly, better. Period. Period. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to Black Girl Blueprint, your fave podcast for all the Gen Z Black girl tea. My name's Lauren.
1: And my name is McKean, and thanks for tuning into today's episode, y'all. So today, we're talking about an age-old Black girl relationship with our hair. And, you know, our fondest memories with it, our most horrific experiences, getting it done. All of the things that sort of, like, have defined how we view our hair now.
0: Definitely. There's just, there's so much to unpack and talk about. I feel like conversations about hair like you said, from the fond memories and like we can, you know, applaud definitely the versatility of black hair, all the great hairstyles, but also like growing up, it wasn't always easy. So just unpacking all of that, there's a lot to chat about today. So we're going to start with today's The Room. Yes. And for those of you who are new here, our Read The Room segment is just a segment on our show where we chat about what's going on in pop culture, what's going on on black Twitter, and we always say, literally every week, we'll be like, yeah, one day we'll like hear confessions from you guys. And we're happy. So today's the first time we're doing it, really. Yes, so- finally. Exactly. <laughs> so we asked you guys on Twitter to give us some of your hair horror stories. And there was a lot. We got a lot of responses. Like over 50 people replied. So we're going to
1: get into those. Mm-hmm. Y'all been through some horrific stuff. And let's just say that we can relate on some fronts, but like some of the things that you guys said,
0: I was like, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. That you had to go through that because no, but we kind of broke them down into like some different themes or common trends we saw going on. And we're just going to talk about those today. And I think the first major theme that we saw going on is those long braiding experiences. And I think a lot of us have been there. I think I mentioned actually a couple episodes back that the first time I got my hair braided was like during quarantine. And that was like the longest hair experience I have ever had. How long were you there for? I think I like, it was for like five hours, six hours. And like that's (laughs) minor compared to some of the things that I saw other people going through. Like there was one other girl who was talking about how she got it for like 18 hours straight. And then she said from 9 a.m. to 3 a.m. And I was like, whoa. That was Uh, too long for me. But there was the other funny one. It wasn't funny. I don't want to laugh. No, it
1: was hilarious. The tweet literally said 10 hours straight because she had arthritis. (laughs) I'm sorry to whoever's hair braiders have arthritis. Like, there's no way for you to win. Like, you better find somebody else. Like, you can't. There's nothing you can
0: do at that point. But that was so funny. Like 10 hours, 18 hours. I keep thinking about that. And I'm like, that's just the other races like go through that to have like their hair braided for that you No, know, that's like, why
1: i mean we're this is not a conversation about appropriation this is a conversation about us but i mean that is why when girls want to get box braids i'm like you don't know the trauma you don't know the trauma you don't know what i went through when i was you haven't grade. been there you
0: don't know <laughs> when
1: my braid but, fell like, out in the hallway like you don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: boy I saw I saw another tweet too where this girl um it was I think it was a tweet twic- tweet and I also saw like a tiktok that was talking about it too where like her braid fell out and she tried to be like slick and put it in the garbage can and then like a white boy saw it in the garbage and was like isn't this yours
1: and it's like <laughs> like you better be quiet no honestly I've had many of like particularly in high school when we would go to those like dances with other schools and stuff because i was only black on my class so i only saw other black girls when we would do the collaborative events but anyways at those dances there like a couple times i would find braids on the ground and i always pick them up and hide them because i don't want someone to be embarrassed <laughs> Like i literally always take a, mo- a moment like i'm so sorry to our fallen soldiers <laughs>
0: Not The Fallen Soldiers. No, you're a real one for that. You really are. Because the embarrassment that comes with that and everyone knows that it's yours. On top of braids, though, also, I think of all the horror stories that I saw, the relaxer one scared me the most. And I think I'm very, very grateful. My mom never let me get a perm, a relaxer, a texturizer or anything like that. But reading some of those stories, I think the most horrific one I saw was this girl and she was talking about how her hairstylist literally burned her hair because like the hairstylist went out to just like smoke and just like the scalp was completely burned she like, put right. pictures and everything and i'm like how that's terrifying mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. so scary like, to me did you sue did you sue did you her? her did you like, fight her was it on fight did you have to pay for the style like
1: <laughs> i don't know i'm also we both haven't had relaxers thank god like my mom knew some because I used to always like I had friends when I was little. I remember my best friend in like kindergarten. It, it would rain and she would put a, a plastic bag on her head when we go outside because if it was raining. Because and I was just like I remember I went home and I was like mom like, what is going on over there like what is why did she bring a plastic bag in her head and it's my mom was like it's because she has a relaxer and I was just like oh like. And then I kind of wanted one, but my mom would never let me and bro, like these horror stories really validated, like that, that was kind of a good thing. Like, I think some of the other ones that were like, that were a little bit more relatable. I only had a few encounters with the hot comb, but bro, those hot combs are like, <laughs> Like I don't even know if thought this is a good idea. Like it's just like dang, if you really like it's a comb. Mm-hmm. Think about when you comb your hair. Since you haven't used one, like you're going to touch your scalp. <laughs> but it's a matter of like trying to comb your hair without touching your scalp, but trying to get as close to the scalp as possible with like a hot piece of metal that you just heated up on the stove. Put,
0: like literally when you say it out loud like that, it sounds like the wildest strangest thing, but the fact that we can pretty much all relate to it. Even if I haven't like experienced it, I've seen it. I know my mom definitely has. I'm I'm grateful that I've only ever had mm-hmm, my hair flat ironed mm-hmm. a handful of times and it was with like, you know, like the, what is the flat iron? So, a flat iron. I mean, but like, <laughs> yeah. people get the burns and stuff <laughs> from it and that's just, I don't know, And whenever it comes to like burning hair and you mm-hmm, can like smell totally. it sizzling or even sometimes I'll be on like my explore page And I'll see like the black girls getting their hair flat ironed and it's just like sizzling and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, dang, honestly, this is maybe a conversation for another day, but the whole like, and I love an occasional silk press. We love the look of it, but it's just like, dang, like I can smell your hair cooking from,
0: from exactly.
1: And like, it's sad. It looks cute, but it's like, is it worth it?
0: Is it worth it? Mm. That's the thing. Even when it comes to like, I love, like you said, when my hair is flat iron, one, I feel I feel cute. I feel like it makes me look older. I feel like it's a lot easier to do. You kind of just like wake up and go type can of just vibe. You feel your scalp. Like you can mm-hmm. just, ah, uh, but like, no, no. But no. The similar, <laughs> I think,
1: yeah. So, I mean, you guys went through it, whether it was your mama, whether it was a hairstyle so you didn't know that didn't care about your scalp. The hot combs really came for your life and I'm sorry. You know, this is really is it doubles as a, you know, a, a confessional for the black girls with natural hair, all of us. Thank but you. also a support group for the girls that went through it. <laughs> you are here now and we are proud of you.
0: Thoughts and prayers, baby. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers.
1: <laughs> I think like some of the other crazy experiences we saw on the Twitter replies and I also just definitely recommend that y'all scroll through them because as much as they are traumatizing they're kind of hilarious but a lot of people had just like ripping hair out moments or like tangle moments or like nodding moments whether it's like I saw a few that were like maybe white people trying to do y'all's hair which is like
0: should have known better true
1: <laughs> right but also just like I <laughs> I saw one that was like someone that, what was it?
0: I remember this one. This is one of my favorite ones. Basically, she was saying that she was in second grade. I remember, I know this word for word because this was so funny to me, but she basically tried to curl her hair. So by doing that, she put her hair in, I guess it was one of those fine tooth combs and tried to like twirl it around and then it got stuck. So she had to like cut it out right before she got uh-uh. on the bus to go to picture day. And I was like, not picture wow. day, not picture day. Honestly, uh, show the pictures, like drop the pictures. I was, I was like, <laughs> photos, girl. But the thing is, mine. adding onto it, like my horror stories are definitely picture day related. And I feel like they feel more traumatic because I can like see the photo evidence of what it was I went through. But most of the time, it was just me trying to do it my hair myself, which is like mm. a, what another one of the main themes was. Was basically like people trying to like straighten their hair like for bangs with box braids or like even like trying to cut your own box braids and I remember she, it was one girl she said she was trying to like what was it like speed up the process so she just like, yep. like far cutting closer, closer to the, the scalp and just uneven hair we should have known better than, than try to do our hair ourselves mm-hmm.
1: like yeah but I mean you live and you learn and it's only up from here, guys. You know, like we're really we're getting better. And I see that in the frontals, I see that in the box Brazy Rock now. Like I see growth. <laughs> well, I see the growth. I see but the growth. I think I feel like if I had to think about my most traumatic, I've had a lot of, I will say, as a child who was tender-headed and shy, that was the worst combination ever. And like most of my hairstyling experiences were like borderline traumatic. <laughs> there were definitely many memories of like. I would cry because my head would be hurting while I was getting my hair braided, but I was too shy to like tell them that it was painful. Mm-hmm. So I would just sit there and like be in tears. But it was okay because like they were behind me braiding, like they didn't know. But there was a couple of times when like my mom would like walk into the salon, like maybe it was towards the end. Cause you know, when they get up here and there's like two spots left, it hurts yeah. a lot, at least me. But my mom would come in and be like, mickey why are you crying? And then I was like, Cry more. <laughs> and then the lady would be like, she's crying. <laughs> like that? I'm, for real, I was
0: like, well, my why? business, <laughs> please. Then the lady was like, why did you say anything? And I, I was like, oh, then you're just crying harder. No, that's a mess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would happen to me all the time. Like, that was a routine hairstyling experience, like, to the point where I was just like, the thing is, I still haven't really got out of it. Like, I'll maybe try to, like, signal that it hurts by being, like, or, like, something that I you hope they react <laughs>
0: to. <laughs> 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 so that they don't do I'm,
1: still, I'm still not bold enough to look the hair braider in the eye and be, like, you are hurting.
0: <laughs> but also, like, because, I cause, like, like, my fear is for them to be, like, okay. and right, like, and what? That's <laughs> and then I'll be, like, my bad. I'm so sorry. that was me i definitely had the tender headed experiences but mine would mostly be like when i was getting my hair washed and you know when they would like try to like scrub and like scratch at your head i'd be like "Mm -mm, no
1: and then you know those okay can we talk about hair washing actually because this is not something we'd put in but like you know those like when you're in a salon getting your hair washed or Mm -hmm. even even if you get, we're getting your hair washed in the kitchen sink by your mom like either one that those moments when your neck is just like too bad and it literally is the most uncomfortable position in the world and like
0: you can't move you can't say anything you just like chest especially like if you're leaned over and like the what's it called? like the edge of the sink it's like mm-hmm. in your neck and like pressing yes. up into it Oh, I'm getting flashbacks. It feels like, it feels like war flashbacks <laughs>
1: right now. To this day, I hate those wash sinks. Like, there has to be a better design for this It place. definitely does. Honestly, the kitchen sink is more comfortable. Like, let's just do that.
0: But like the shampoo. <laughs> the thing I like about the kitchen sink is that I could lean, like, forwards instead of having to lean back. <sighs> but then the shampoo would get in my eyes. And then it would be a different... Mm,
1: you got a hard squirt. Oh.
0: <laughs> Completely shut it. But then it would get in my mouth. It'd be all over my face. You know anyway trauma there's no way this is a support group this is what's happening For real. <laughs> it is through. this is like therapy
1: okay so let's since we're there mm-hmm. since we're at the point of thinking about back in the day when back in the day my mom's always judges me when i say that because we're like 12 but back in the day when our moms used to wash our hair in the sinks let's think to when we like just the things that we learned about our hair the things that we were taught like the first experiences that we had like like I really do view our relationship with our hair as a relationship, like that is growing and like it is not linear and like we'll have we'll think we have it under like we think we know how to do our hair and then we'll do one thing that like jacks it up or like <laughs> you know it's really a a whole journey to go on. So like let's let's go back first, talking mm-hmm. about like who taught you about your hair? Was it your mama? Was it YouTube? Was it? Mm-hmm. Like girls at school, like who was it? What, what what did you learn?
0: Well, child, we know what school I went to, our little PWI experience. Mm-hmm. So there was no girls at school teaching me about my hair. I think it definitely was my mom. Honestly, my mom did my hair for a lot. It's I don't even know if it's embarrassing because I don't even know if it's No, okay. it's
1: not embarrassing. Your mom could still you do your hair and I would not judge.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you. I needed that. I needed that in my heart. (laughs) But I definitely think I didn't start doing my own hair until I was probably about like 14, I want to say. But it was, yeah, I definitely developed the relationship with just my mom. My my hair scared me, honestly. I think that was my first thought of my relationship with my hair. I remember vividly, like, especially trying to detangle my hair because it was so thick. I have a vivid memory of my 13th birthday. And at that point, I still couldn't detangle my hair by itself. And I could like detangle the front parts, but like the middle section, I would never get it completely done. So I tried to do Mm. my hair by myself and it was just still so knotted. And I remember I got in trouble because I didn't like clear my hair out properly. So just from there, I think I was really like nervous to try to do my hair. And that's how the relationship kind of formed and started. It just seemed like a daunting thing. But I think gradually, I think I learned to love it. I think the YouTube girlies did help. I also thought, I think, like, making more Black friends also helped. Because especially, like, those formative years, yeah. all I really <laughs> saw was the white girls with their straight blonde hair. And I'm like, that is not what's going on here on my head. So I think just, like, being able to relate to people more and realize that, like, my experience wasn't unique was, like, really important in, like, developing that, like, foundational relationship with, like, learning to love and accept my hair for what it was. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I feel that. I think it really was, like, my mom definitely did my hair from the beginning to, like, for years. You know, I I don't think, I don't remember the first time I went to a salon. Actually, I do. I think I do. But my mom used to, like, constantly braid my hair. I would wear it in braids to school, like, little, like, braids with, with beads on the bottom and, you know, the little... Ball things. What do you call those little bubble. things? Bubble things. Yeah, you know. I don't. You know the ones. <laughs> so it was a lot of those for like a long time, and then I think as I got to like middle school, was kind of when I started to go get my hair done more. Like one, I wanted styles that my mom like couldn't do anymore. That's like when I really wanted to start wearing box braids more, or like that's also when I tried to straighten my hair a lot more too so that was like kind of when it, it went it outgrew my mom's hair capabilities but even then you know it it was a process like even then like I was never even able to like prep my hair properly like I would always go to the salon and they'd be like well why didn't you detangle or like did you wash this and I was just like
0: yeah I tried I tried my best
1: <laughs> yeah. literally I was like I'm sorry." I- And then they'll try to comb. Oh, that's another thing. But then they'll try to comb your hair when you get braids or anything with that little rat tail comb, like comb through it with that. I'm just like, you know, know that's
0: not going to work. You know, that's what you're supposed to be doing here.
1: For real. Like, it's just no. But yeah, like definitely sitting a lot on the couch or like on a pillow on the floor and like in between my mom's legs, getting my hair done or like my auntie or like my friend's mom. Like it literally was really a communal thing. Like I remember actually one of my friends when I was little, one of my best friends, Berea. (laughs) <laughs> Still love her, but we would like always her mom and her older sister would do both of our hair at the same time when we would play together. So we would just be like us in their living room, like we would both get matching, like braiding little cornrow bead patterns. That's so cute, <laughs> it was cute. Actually, I just that was like a memory that was just resurrected in my mind. Yeah, like that's so cute. I wonder if she remembers that, but yeah, you know, I mean, kitchen sink, yes, like I think I'm trying to remember like the first time I did go to a salon, I think was like my seventh birthday. I really wanted to get my hair straightened. That was kind of around the same time as the, the the story I told earlier about like my friend who would wear plastic bags on her head. I was like, I really wanted to get my hair straightened and it was my birthday. And my mom was like, okay, like once. And I think I only got to wear it straight for like two days. And then she was like, we're washing it. And literally, it was, like, I was so excited. And it was, like, actually, like, a kid's salon. And I remember the lady was, like, trying to talk me through what was happening. So, like, I knew what was going on. And, like, I knew why I wasn't getting a perm. But it was just, like, straining my natural hair and why that was better. So, like, I think my mom really did make an effort to, like, teach me about being intentional with what I do and, like, know what can happen if you aren't. There were yeah. still times when I feel like, as I got older, like, forgot that but (laughs) I think that was really an important foundation for sure but I mean I can remember like we talked about going to PWIs all the time but like the saddest part bro is seeing it just like seeing a black girl who doesn't know how to do her hair is one thing because like okay I can relate a little bit when I was younger but like dang nobody in your life knows how to do your hair like you know when you see a
0: black girl and it's just like I know you have a white mom babes I know, I can see it. And I always feel so bad for them. There were so many of them at my school. And you can always tell, because you can always tell like their mom tried to do their hair and it just, it was never, it was never good. I had like a friend Great. of mine actually, she was doing like a series of like TikToks and it was talking about like, it was one of those trends where it's like, say you're mixed without saying that you're mixed or say you have a white mom without saying you have a white mom. And it was to the point where like her mom, like, tried to do her hair and it was so bad to the point where like her teachers felt bad for her and fixed her hair for her at school Mm -hmm. like can you imagine like i just feel like in terms of like the type of relationship that you build with your hair like learning to love your hair having a mom who doesn't know how to do your hair kind of makes you feel like a burden to like go into school and like have people like take pity on you or like judge you for it it's like damn like my hair must really suck like why is my hair so difficult why is my hair you know so this and that and how you kind of like internalize that and how you view yourself and view beauty I definitely I mean I'm grateful I had a mom that you know was able to do my hair but also just like internalizing that to the point where like always feeling like othered by my hair because I didn't look like the people around me or because I had to do like extra work with my hair whether that was like Having to wear a swim cap when we went like to the pool, or like having my mom, you know, like braid my hair in cornrows before a sleepover when anyone else could just like wake up and their hair was fine. Mm -hmm. And you do internalize that, and it gets really, really sad, honestly. Like
1: sometimes, even just like the burden of having to explain things about your hair too. You know, I think this is a good point. We we've already talked about it a little bit in the episode, but like being the only one with hair like yours at a school where like white girls can just like show up with their hair like wet out the shower. Like that would always blow me, bro. Like that was such a small thing. But like every time a white girl would come to school with their hair wet, I would just be like, your hair can dry so quickly. Like, how do you do (laughs) like, what is the reason? Like I would never do this. Like this would never happen to me. But I mean, obviously it's different, but it's just like just the the small things that are like, one, if I did this, y'all would think I'm crazy. First, of all, mm-hmm. like you guys would literally think I'm crazy. Like, if I showed up with my hair wet, like from like exactly.
0: that's literally that would, <laughs> allow that. that would. But even thinking about that, they can just pop out of the shower and come straight to school. I had to wake up earlier to leave enough time for my mom to be able to do my hair before she went to work. Mm-hmm. Like, just little differences like that, just kind of like like blow your mind, really, in terms of like comparing. Mm-hmm. What people's different experiences, what they with, like, with their hair look like. You know
1: For what I mean? And then, yeah, like, as I, the part about sleepovers that you said was like real. It's, it, it's a, it's a, ta- a challenge because not only are you thinking about the ways in which you're different all the time when you see how they exist, like, they'll go to sleep and not do nothing to their hair, like, they'll just go to sleep. And like, here I am with like a bonnet or a scarf that my mom packed in my sleepover bag, like, I need to put this on. And then then come questions. So then it's also like a decision, not only like, do I want to protect my hair right now or do I like want to not protect it to avoid like having to explain myself? And like, it feels like a small thing. But I mean, when you're in like seventh grade, which is, you know, the craziest part of our lives in some ways, like emotionally and, you know, in relation to other people, like the last thing you want to do is explain, like, this is why I have to do this or like, you know, it just, it, it's, you never want to explain, like, why. And so then it makes you not want to do it at all. But then also not doing it at all is damaging. And, like, you, you're quickly reminded you are not like them. And when you wake up the next day it <laughs> yeah. and look different.
0: There were so many times at sleepovers, my mom would specifically be like, put this bonnet on. This is how you take care of your hair. Like, if I didn't have the cornrows and I was just wearing my hair as it was, she was like, this is how you need to take care of your hair before you went to sleep. And I just wouldn't put it on because I felt embarrassed. And I'm like, why is this something that's like why is an essential part of like my process have to be embarrassing or something that I feel shame about?
1: Wait I just thought about <laughs> this is a little bit related but not like at all there's this tweet that was viral I think last year and it was these three little girls at like their breakfast table and it was two black girls and a white girl and the mom posted it and they were having a sleepover mm. and it was a black mom that posted it and the black girls had their hairs in like stockings at night and the white girl just wanted to fit in so <laughs> she put us a-
0: <laughs> Wait, but that's so cute. But I feel like we will look at that picture and be like, Oh, this is so quirky and adorable. But like, for me as a little black girl, like growing up, having like seeing that would have like made me feel so much more like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess like loved or like appreciated in like that process with my hair or like feel less othered in a situation like that. Wow.
1: I want to see that picture now. I feel like that's so funny. No, I'm going to put it. It's so cute. My mom and I used to always crack up about it though because it's also hilarious because you can see, like, I feel like her little blonde hair, but she's still like they're all just sitting there with their little matching, like, you know, not even like a scarf, like the, the feet stockings, like the shoe stockings. Wait, I thought you had a scarf. Wait, I... No. <laughs> like a stockings.
0: Like stocking? Stocking. Yes. You put stockings <laughs> in your hair? Some people
1: do. I never did, but okay. yeah. They do, apparently, and, and they put one on a white girl, too. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm sure it was adorable.
1: Like I think, you know, thinking back to school, like, I'm thinking about so many things that I used to do that, like, mm-hmm. one, I just, I, I wish I knew I didn't have to or feel pressured to. Like, I reached a point where, like, I would only wear box braids, like, for a long time, like, or box braids are, like, different variations, you know, like, twister or whatever, like, something with added hair, because one, I was afraid to take it out and one, then people would know that it wasn't mine Mm. because going to a white school is like nobody knew. And, but then it also is like, because nobody knew, I'm not going to hurry up tell you. But then in my head, I was just like, okay, well, if they don't know, like I need to sustain that not knowing. So I need to take my hair out Friday night, wake up, wash it, go to the salon Saturday. So that on Monday when I go to school, like I don't look different, you know, like, so I think there were a lot of times where I just didn't let my hair breathe at all. Like, I it was just not comfortable, like, just wearing it as it was, like, after a certain point in age-wise, like, even when, when I was little, it wasn't really on my mind, like, oh, I have braids, because I also was at schools with other Black people at that point in my life, but, like, once I got to school with white people, like, it was really box braids until I learned about straightening, and then it was straightening, and then that was a mess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm thinking about my experiences at school even in terms of just like the first time that I wore my hair straight when I went to school like how I guess different or how they made me feel so different for the fact that my hair had changed which is why I completely understand what you're saying to be like you don't mm-hmm. want to have to answer those questions or you don't have to like explain yourself or right. like feel different but like the first time I straightened my hair I remember all of the stupid little white boys were just like Is this a weave? Did you get a wig? Is I'm like, no, this is my hair. And like, some of them literally try to pull on my hair to see if it would come out. And I'm like, why are you like tormenting me or trying to terrorize me like this? What do you gain from that?
1: Also, like, do you do this to your mama? Because I can see her speaking out. Like, I can see it.
0: it. (laughs) Which is even a greater conversation of like why it is that a black woman and a white woman can do exactly the same thing, even though the weave versus extensions debate like how that varies but like your mom wears a wig you you know she has hair underneath hers so why do i suddenly have to be bald-headed because i'm wearing a wig you know what i mean
1: also like let's talk about the things that y'all do like that are weird like the bumps those bumps that they like your auntie's bump like why is she doing that like and the thing is i never even questioned it for y'all because like oh, it's goodness. just normal y'all can advertise it on tv we can see the bump advertised on tv but if i want to advertise the half wig on tv like it just wouldn't fly you know
0: <laughs> you just unlocked a childhood memory that i forgot i had those commercials with like the little thing that you clip on the top and they let the hair mm-hmm. i remember wasn't there like one black girl in that commercial and i was like no, oh, I was, okay. no. i'm like don't. Okay. There's always one. They gotta try to sell. I'm it like, I'm it. like, get your check though. It's like that Coco Jones quote, and she was like, "And yes, I did do it for a check, <laughs> and you do it too. What
1: about?" I like, cannot. You know, yeah, like just that stuff, and then also like when it wasn't like the questioning, it was like the weird, weird attempts of like white girls trying to like relate, <sighs> and I'm just like, we don't gotta do this because you're not doing it for me. But it would just be like, you know, I would get my braids done, and like they would be like, "Oh my god, like." it would just constantly be like, oh my God, you remind me of my friend Joy. And then you're just like, okay, so Joy's so black, black. like That's it. <laughs> or like, it would never even really be a friend. It would just be like, you remind me of this girl I met once. Like, she wore her hair just like this. She had hair just like you. Like, yeah. oh my God. And then I'm also
0: just like, okay. And? <laughs> I mean, imagine if we did that. Like, oh my gosh, do you have blonde hair? I met this girl like 10 years ago who also had blonde hair. That's so wild. <laughs> like, they never think that through when they try to make those even...
1: like. <laughs> what do you want from me in this moment like what do you want me to say (laughs) like congratulations you've now met two black people
0: (laughs) one of my friends had this experience because she's haitian she's from haiti and she was talking about how she introduced herself to this like girl before and she was like oh my gosh our housekeeper was from haiti and i'm like girl what do you want her to say to that what do you what is the next step
1: (laughs) (laughs) cool there's, like, hundreds of thousands of people from Haiti. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, too. <laughs> it's just, like, it's that. And it's also, like, when I would, like, I'm thinking braids specifically because I feel like that just warranted the most, like, questioning. Mm-hmm. Like, how did they put it in? Like, how did they do it? Like, how did they da-da-da-da? And then it would be, like well once i got my hair braided in jamaica like and it hurts so bad like i can never imagine how you go through this like it hurts so bad my scalp was on fire and i was like you got braids that went back to like here on your head it'll
0: be like the little twist with a bead and that's it Literally,
1: like you don't know what i go through <laughs>
0: like, process like you're not even getting your hair cord run. these are box braids babies i'm like that hurt you Imagine, imagine if they had to go through what we went through. Like, the childhood trauma that we were just talking about, they would never, they would never I, be able to... It. That must
1: be, like, when I realized, like... <laughs> I'm about to say, like, I'm stronger than y'all. Like, I'm sorry, like... That
0: very is. Very <laughs> y'all would not be able to make it through what we go through Weakly. No, all. We, we <laughs> Look at y'all. Look at you.
1: <laughs> I just have to laugh. Like, I really just have to laugh because... I'm glad that I'm laughing at this yeah. now too, because I feel like in those moments, bro, like I didn't know what to do. And like, it just, it was, it sucked. And I don't think I knew how much it sucked. Like I, I kind of just understood it as part of the reality. Like every time I change my hair, it's going to be some questions when I go to school or like, it's, it's going to be like, oh my God, how long did it take? Who did it? Like, what did they do? Like, how did they do it? <laughs> like, girl, Google is free. But also like then one other thing, and I think this is my last, I think, terrible memory of PWI hair experiences, but like, because I wore my hair braided a lot, white girls would always ask me to braid their hair. And like, first of all, I don't know anything about white people hair, like, at all. Like, and I remember actually one time, like, I was able to braid my Colombian friend's hair because it was like thicker, like it would stay. <laughs> but this one white girl asked me to braid her like bone straight blonde hair and like two French braids. And I I don't know what it was. Like, I don't actually know how to do French braids. I just do big corners and it was not staying. I was just like, I'm sorry, girl. Like something about this is just not working out for me. Like. I
0: don't know why you asked me. (laughs) (laughs) So you just assume that I automatically just know how to do hair. I've had so many friends, even one of my close friends. I love her to death, but I'm like, girl, how do you think? I just automatically assume that I know how to do hair. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but then I'll do it. And to me, it looks awful. And to her, she's just like, oh my gosh, this is the best braid I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, girl, I'm like, just don't turn around. (laughs) Just don't look in the back in the mirror, but okay, good, good for you. I can't.
1: I literally we lived the same. We all lived the we same did. life. We We like, all
0: all through it because that <laughs> even. But even to now, like what we're talking about, like those little questions, those little comments. Like even when they're trying to be nice and they feel like they're being helpful, it just feels so strange to me. Like I was telling you the other day. Even thinking about like being on dating apps and stuff. Whenever a white man compliments my hair or something, or even just like white people in general will just make comments and be like oh my gosh, your curls are so cute. I'm like, oh, that feels racist to me. I don't know how to explain it, but that doesn't feel right. It feels like yeah, calling me exotic. Really right. I don't know what to say.
1: It's that slow motion. It strikes me as slow motion, like the hand coming, and you gotta be like, am I gonna dodge left or right? Like, which way is it coming for me? <laughs> I'm like, don't touch
0: my hand. Yes. Even, oh, thinking about the boldness that white people have to try to touch your hair. I'm like, I would never do that to you. I wouldn't, I literally, I don't want to, like. I've just never gone up to somebody and <laughs> thought that they had like a cool hairstyle and my immediate reaction was like, I should touch it. Like sometimes I'll be on the subway and I'll see, you know, some white man with a green mohawk and I'm like, okay, cool, good Right, him. but it's not like I wanna see how stiff, let me touch it.
1: Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm gonna tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like Taylor Swift choosing what to wear.
0: It's looking kind of chilly out today. I think I'll go with a cardigan.
1: Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm like, did your mom not raise you to look but don't touch? Like, you jumped up.
0: Child. (laughs) So moving swiftly along from our childhood hair trauma I think it's also important to just you know segue into like what our relationship looks like with our hair now or like what it was like to transition from that and coming into our own like relationships with our hair now and I think a big part of that also because we talked a little bit of like you know the YouTube phase of like trying to like learn and Google and like search for more about our hair but like let's talk about I mean I'm sure all black girls can relate to this the having to like add black girl at the end of any search, whether that's like bangs, black girl, or like, you know, pigtails, black girl, or like for any curly hair, even like curly hair, having to put black girl on the end and, of it. The and then
1: day. only getting results of white women with black hair still often like like the word black just in the algorithm does not sometimes, you know what I mean? Like if you type in something it's just like Yes, I know exactly
0: yeah. what you mean. You have to be like I
1: African-American.
0: Didn't, didn't ask, <laughs> African, African hair. Like, that just always irked my soul. That always just, ugh, I don't know. It just never felt right to me. Like, how am I typing in? How are you the, like, you know, the, what's it called? What do you call that? How are they the, like, you know, poster child for curly hair is a white girl with straight hair who curled her hair, but not people with naturally you know, like curly hair. You know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. never sat right with my spirit. And that always made it so hard to try to like experiment with my hair. And I want to like learn new styles. I would want to like try different things and get out there and explore. And it just was always so difficult because it felt like the internet was trying to make this, like keeping the information away from me in some way. Yeah.
1: It's hard. You like, even if you do seek it out, it's like, I'm going nowhere and like I I mean we're gonna get into this when we talk a little bit more about the natural hair movement but like for the type four girls it's doubly difficult because then when you do find somebody that is black finally like you find somebody that's black it's like dang like are you like dang like my hair don't do that like I can't use that type of brush on my hair like I like and then also like well I'm gonna save that I'm gonna save that part for the natural hair conversation. But that's real, like the internet can be so difficult. And I think also like, there's just a lot of like, lies that we tell ourselves with the internet's language about hair, like a wash and go requiring 20 products is not a wash and go at all. Like I'm not washing and going, I'm (laughs) doing very much a lot in between. (laughs) So like, just, it's just, I don't know. I, I think we try to package it in a way that fits with all these other stuff. And I mean, we know our hair takes time and I don't think it's a problem, Mm -hmm. but I think it's also about like being honest, like it's part of it. But yeah, again, I'll save that for
0: for the next part. (laughs) Like even on top of that, thinking about not just like the lies that we tell ourselves, but also just the things that we internalize, like and how, when we have this, you know, movement towards trying to come into our hair and trying to be more confident in our hair, those experiences that we were talking about at those PWIs, they stick with us and they stay with us. And I'm even thinking about even not just like what white people taught me to think about my hair, but like even within the black community, like I developed this idea, especially with how you wanted to like straighten your hair for your seventh birthday or how I wanted to straighten my hair for my graduation. It's like, if there's a special occasion, you straighten your hair for that. And I don't think we talk enough about what that really does and how that really impacts your view of your hair, because it's like, is my curly hair, lesser than? Is that less beautiful? Am I more beautiful when I have straight longer hair? And where does this idea come from in terms of like, you know, Eurocentric standards of like beauty, like straight hair, long hair, like that's what's beautiful, professional, acceptable. You should strive towards that. And it's just, there's so much there. And I don't, if I'm being completely honest, I don't feel like I've completely let that go at
1: all. No, absolutely not. Like, I, the part you said about like professionalism, and I think that's also something that I think about too, like if you, it's hard to even find like professional natural hairstyles. And then you also hear these stories of like people getting expelled from school for like wearing their hair natural or like people not getting jobs. Like there's a lot of studies, like academic ones that prove that like natural hair is a deterrent in hiring. Like those are all things, I also, on a funny note, I just thought of those teeth that are like, me in the interview and it's like with a straight look and then it's me on the first day on the job and it's like Bro. yeah <laughs> but I mean that's a joke but it's like real. for real you put up a front to like not only to gain things but then on the flip side we do it when we are trying to celebrate the things that we've gained mm-hmm. so like the 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 thought you said about like wanting to straighten your hair for graduation or like wanting to straighten your hair for your birthday or like wanting to straighten your hair for new years and like stuff like that like I think it's nice because it partly it does allow us to like space it out because we know we shouldn't be straightening it all the time but it is interesting that like you can still space it out and straighten it on a normal day like if that's what you want to do like it doesn't have to be every big dinner or, like every time you're gonna have some photos taken or like whatever that you're having straight hair like I really do wish we saw more. And I think we're starting to, but like, I'm even thinking, bro, like I'm thinking about the black women we see on TV that are professionals. And we're only now starting to see more and more of them. But I can't think of any that didn't have straight hair. And I think that was as someone who loved Scandal and maybe the folks who have watched Scandal can attest to this, but like Kerry Washington wore her hair natural a few times on that show. I don't think it was natural at all. I think it was like a curly wig, but The times were like one time when she decided she's going off the grid and like
0: on the beach somewhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that beach scene, which is still iconic, but like it was just like, okay, whoa, curly hair. And then the other time was when she was like in jail. Yeah. Like, you know what I kidnapped or something like that? Yes. She was kidnapped, but like otherwise, it was straight all the time. And it was just, I was like, okay, that is interesting because that is a choice. Mm -hmm. And like whoever is designing her hair and like, step behind the scene like this is a deliberate choice to like make her hair curly at her like literal like losing it moments yes like that is such an interesting decision to me that I always kind of was a little bit unsettled by even though I still love the show still love Sean Rhymes, everything like that but like it was just like the concept of her hair having to be some sort of like reflection of her like being disheveled like in turmoil internally like that's a problem. Like why can't she be wearing her natural hair in the White House when she's stomping through there like
0: real? No, even thinking about let's let's talk about Shonda Rhimes. Let's just talk about those shows in general cuz how to get away with murder, Viola Davis. I don't know if you've seen that one too, but I haven't. Sorry. Even it's pretty much literally the same thing. Like there's a moment I mean towards the end, she got natural. She went natural and she was like in court with her natural hair. But in the mm-hmm. first like couple seasons of the show, whenever her hair was natural was when she was at her lowest point. Like there was a scene that's like iconic because Viola Davis, amazing actress, but she was like crying and she like took her weave off and it was supposed to be like a symbol of her like at her lowest moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she got her life back together, that wig was back on, that makeup was back on, X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, What are you teaching young girls to believe about themselves? You know what I mean? Like, why does me suddenly taking off my wig mean that, like, I'm at my lowest point now? Or what is? why does my natural hair symbolize, like you said, being disheveled, being depressed? Like, no.
1: Like, like, huh? It does
0: not work like that and i feel like thinking about how like this is the media that we consume like scandal how to gay with murder some of my favorite tv shows and i think thinking about how that has like influenced my relationship with my hair now maybe that's what we need to talk about maybe let's just have a conversation like in terms of our current relationship with our hair where do you feel like you're at with your hair
1: i feel like i definitely have work to do I think, you know, this 2020, I went into 2020 thinking like, okay, this is the year I'm like, I, okay, I'll start here actually. In college, I think I was definitely encouraged to explore more. Like I didn't feel like the same burden of having to explain changes in my hair as, as much as I did, probably because I almost exclusively associated with black people. <laughs> but it's just like, I think that was part of it. But I also think I was just, I realized like, hair is like fun and like I don't owe anyone any explanation for what I do with it. But I think you know I that being said, I'm not done. I don't like, you know, 2020 I started the year and I told myself like okay this is gonna be the year where I like don't I'm not gonna style my hair with any like added hair at all. Like it's gonna be me and I'm gonna learn how to do it and I'm gonna learn different styles I can do with it and like we're gonna go from there. And I think I mean, it was, it ended up being a lot easier than I expected because we were at home the whole time and like, I wasn't. So like, that was cool. But I mean, it was also like, allowed me to establish a routine of like washing my hair, like not once a month when I had like box braids and all the time, you know what I mean? Or like, well, maybe not once, but you know, like not going that long, like establishing like a, a pattern and you know, learning like actually, how does my hair react to products when I don't like just immediately throw them in braids after I wash it? Like how do you know, like just sort of coming to learn my hair in a new way, I think it's been really nice. And like doing research on the things that work, like trying out different techniques and all that stuff. So, you know, I think I still have work to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not always, in. I'm definitely not in a rush even at this point to wear my hair just like straight, natural. And that's, I would love to be at that point. And I admire the people that are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, there are still ways in which like, I'll use extensions to whatever capacity as like a crutch to sort of just feel more comfortable and feel more quote unquote presentable or whatever it is. And I think that some non and I've, I've gotten better for sure, but I, there's still work to do there. And I, I, now I'm starting to come into it as like a a fun thing like a thing that I'm like I can do so much with this and like that's I'm also approaching like any extension styling that way too like this is just like a way that I like don't have to like I can try out a color without Mm -hmm. dyeing my hair I can try out like locks without actually getting locks like I can do all of these things and like just see how it would look and like I'm not bound to it in any way so I think that is also a joy that I'm excited by not feeling like I have to do it anymore, but rather like, let me try this next. Or like, I want to do this now. (laughs) How about you? Like, what do you, where do you think you're at in your little hair relationship journey?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think this has been a, a year for me and my hair, just because I just got a memory. My actual most like traumatic hair experience is one that I forgot about. But last year, no, not last year. We're in 2021. Wow. 2019. I bleached my hair for the first time, my first time like doing color. And I was not taking good enough care of my hair to the point where my hair fell out because because I was not taking good enough care with it. So after that, I had to do a big chop in like the beginning of 2020 and like work towards like growing my hair from there. And I think I've always kind of had a love-hate relationship with my hair. Um, I think I definitely see it as a crutch a lot of the time, just because I think, for me, my hair was just always something that I, I guess I kind of felt confident in, and the fact that I guess it was seen as like socially acceptable, I guess, and it was always kind of longer, it, you know, I could kind of like use that to distract away from me, and I think especially towards the end of high school, when I struggled with acne a lot, I would wear my hair out more like, you know, to like distract away from my face. So I realized now I decided to like, I started to feel more confident with my hair out instead of like it being pulled back. Also my forehead's huge. So I was like anything that can distract away from anything. That was kind of how I saw my hair for a long time. So I kind of was heavily reliant on my hair. And I guess that kind of gave me a love-ish relationship with it because I was like, no matter what, like my hair is gonna look good. My hair will be cute, so that's fine. But I think with like trying braids and like twists for the first time, I think that made me honestly really grateful that my mom didn't let me get that in high school or especially when I was younger, because what you were talking about, like with the way you kind of depend on it and feel like really only pretty when you have them, like I experienced that very, very recently to the point where I felt like the longer my hair was, like the prettier I was, which I guess is something that like society has really like internalized within us to the point where I would take my braids or my twists out and I would see that my hair is like not down to my waist anymore. Now it's like back up here, like at my shoulder length and it would make me feel like, wow, I look less pretty now. Or I felt like I would like start to like depend on it in that way and feel like I looked really different when i didn't have it so i almost had to like get used to seeing what my hair actually looked like
1: Mm. again
0: and also just the whole idea that curly hair makes me look younger and i look more grown up when i have like more sleek styles whether that's you know a silk press or the braids or the twists so i think i'm definitely in that type of exploration phase now but at the same time i definitely Feel like I'm giving myself more what you were talking about with the leeway to like do things because they're fun and not because I'm dependent on it for any way. So I want to be able to like experiment with color, experiment with like different things, and just do it not because I feel like I have to to be beautiful, but because I want to and I feel like it's fun. And also just like wanting to try things for the sake of trying them, I guess. Just like if I want to like get out hair paint wax, I actually might do this and just do a color for a day because i want to try it i can do do that it's my hair also i think my (laughs) my roommate olivia that i love to death she might be listening i think she's also helped me to see my hair in a different way because she just is the type where she does not care when it comes to her she will like shave her head bald and be like okay bye (laughs) and she's made me really feel like hair grows back hair is temporary like the real the weight that we put on hair it's not that important really so
1: that is real I think you know to that point of like it is kind of just crazy to think how much of it is internalized you know like these aren't things that we obviously naturally think about ourselves like we talk about this all the time with different whether it's shame whether it's like shame with our and how we feel how we mm-hmm. look like but hair specifically here like we've been taught we've been taught to think so many specific things unnecessarily like I don't you know I I think it's a beautiful thing also like I'm learning to sort of hold up those women who rock natural hair in whatever capacity more than I ever have held up anyone with like straight hair before which I think is valuable too because I think like you said with like Olivia like whether it's my mom like rocking like she goes to the barber, well she hasn't been COVID, but like like getting her little barber cutting, like getting like a line on the side or like whether it's like, I don't know, like even when I see like black girls on the street with just like beautiful natural hair, whether it's like a pixie cut, whether it's like a whole fro, like I'm just like, oh my God, like that's amazing. Like that is my standard of beauty. Like I wanna look like that. <laughs> so I think also just like trying to really reframe that. And I, I you know, I think now is a great moment to, Talk about the natural hair movement because i think that has been both helpful in reframing that thinking but it has also been detrimental in some other ways you know i feel like for me you know like we were i was talking about a little bit earlier but i said i would talk more about here like learning how to do my hair and like going on youtube and having to dig for people that look like me and then also you know once you finally comb through all the type three hair people claiming that they're type four, I will say <laughs> once you finally comb through them and find the real type four girls, it's always like, there are very few styles about that you can do without adding hair to it. Like it'll be natural hairstyles and there'll be like a whole big bun that they put on at the end or like, it'll be like natural hairstyles. And they'll use like Kanekalon to like make the ponytail. You know what I mean? Like, and those are cute. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm gonna do some of those sometimes like here and there. But it still is interesting that like, even within the natural hair movement, one, certain types of hair are given more space, like for sure. Like I've I've never seen nobody with natural hair type four on TV ever. I don't think, not in my mind. Like maybe it was maybe with locks, maybe, but you know, like that is also first in some cases considered more acceptable because it's if you tie it back it's like neat you know what I mean but I don't think I've ever seen anyone with 4C hair like mine represented and like you know YouTube is the interesting place where like we have certain abilities to create content on our own but even then it was still like mirroring the content that we've seen and like even though the natural hair movement in many ways like pushed the boundaries on what good hair looks like is that concept of good hair and you know it it can be really frustrating because then it it's still almost it's like a doubly reinforced it's like you think that the natural hair movement is for you and then you go to it and you seek it out and then you're reminded like okay well this is not me either like my hair actually doesn't do these things this doesn't look like mine and that doesn't mean it's not valuable for people who can take usefulness from it but it I, mean, I don't know. I, I often find problem with like natural hair pages that only post girls with like 3B hair that's like at their back. Like, even though that's worthy of celebration, but it's just, you know, I feel like there's so much more. It's not so many, right? There's so many black girls that like equally are deserving of seeing themselves and are equally deserving of t- being told that their hair is good and like is good whatever that means like (laughs) like it's good as it is it doesn't need to be tweaked it doesn't need to have a piece added onto it like it doesn't need to be slicked with all the gel in the world that you can use like Mm -hmm. and that's okay and i I think you know i've had to teach myself that in some ways there are some girls who i'm credit to all the forces girls doing that thing on youtube like i see y'all and thank you (laughs) because i don't know where i would be but i think you know it's really it is frustrating because you really do feel like it's very much so easy to feel like alone in a movement that you're being told is for you, which yeah. so clearly in many ways not. So mm-hmm. yeah, not just her movement. She got work to do, but she's getting better.
0: Definitely, <laughs> I, I can't even begin to imagine how isolating that must feel, especially, like you said, in a space that's supposed to be like dedicated. That's like someone making like, I don't know. I'm actually not going to make that comparison. <laughs> I was about to to say, like, going to a Black girl meeting and it's only light-skinned women. But then I was like...
1: (laughs) That do be happening. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, I think there is a really strong relationship between texturism and colorism, too. And I think that actually is something that's interesting. And I'm not going to belabor it too much. Like, I'm generally, like, in my family particularly, I'm a lighter-skinned person in my family. But, you know, I've had Black girls also who are type type four or not are just like shocked like oh your hair is like actually nappy like and for the people who are gonna try to comfort me for using the word nappy I don't think it's a bad thing our hair is nappy and that's okay like nappy is not a bad thing it's nappy like curly nappy I don't care but anyways for the record because I know I've had people be like don't use that word but anyways I've had girls be like shocked when I like take my braids down. they're like oh like da 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 like sometimes it's like I thought you were mixed but now I know you're not or like sometimes it's just like oh like that doesn't even make sense because you're so light like that doesn't make but I think there is a linkage to be said and I can't speak to it from experience but I know that it's real a linkage between texturism and colorism that is crazy and you know it's it's one thing for a light-skinned girl to have 4C hair and those might be the ones you see on TV like if if anybody those might be the ones but like when are we going to also have dark screen representation in that too like when it's 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 a, a two-sided a two-fold thing that is like inherently linked that i think we have to also call attention to for sure
0: real yeah definitely like we said there's definitely value in the fact that this has created the space for these conversations to begin to happen like even thinking about you know, things like the Crown Act that we were talking about before, how there are kids who literally go to school and will get expelled for wearing their hair naturally. So I think the fact that this draws light to those type of issues definitely shows that this is a good start. But there's still so much more way to go in terms of making sure that it's inclusive of everybody. And these same, Mm -hmm. even within the movement, within the Black community, there's things that we need to unlearn. Like it's not even just oh, like we need to let white people not look at our hair. No, we also within the community have colorist and texturist tendencies as well. Even like growing up and hearing like, oh, good hair, bad hair. Like you hear that within our community. I don't think white people really use those terms. That really comes from us. So. Mm-hmm. Good hair is healthy hair. That, my mother.
1: And, it. and it's okay. You know, if it's not healthy, it's not lost.
0: It's not lost. That it is can true. be good. Like,
1: and it will be with some love and attention. And that's all we need.
0: And attention. Very good. So I think, yeah, kind of, I guess we kind of talked talk about where we're at now, looking to the future. Do you have hair goals? Both that could be physical goals, but also more importantly from like what we're talking about in this conversation, like internal goals of like the way that you want to view your hair and like the type of relationship that you want to build with it. Do mm. you have any That's sticks? Yeah,
1: you? definitely. I mean, this might be part of the conversation but I I also kind of chopped a bunch of my hair off but it was because I hadn't been caring for it either this year so I'm ready for her to grow back <laughs> but that would be fun but like that is also I'm learning to not make that my principal goal like life will come whenever it's ready to come but like I really am committed to like having a relationship with it like knowing how to respond to my hair like I think before I was just kind of like trying to follow what the YouTube girlies were doing and like I'll just buy product because like someone else said they used it, but like not really see how my hair was responding to it. So like really just learning it, like learning the things that I like, establishing like an actual regimen that is not Mm -hmm. completely copy paste from somebody else's, but like that is pieced together from things that I'm like learning that my hair responds well to versus doesn't. Mm -hmm. I think I'm excited to continue. Um, I also just started using rice water in my hair. My auntie put me on. I've heard good things. Yeah, I've heard good things too. I mean, my hair has been like, it sheds so much less and it's so much easier to detangle in the shower. Like that, I will say. So a lot of people say they use it for growth. I don't know nothing about that yet, but I do know my hair be feeling so soft after. So I definitely recommend. Good. How about you? What are your your hair goals? Whether, you know, aesthetically or like how you want to feel about it?
0: Definitely. I think most of my goals are just, uh, mostly, yeah, I think in terms of how I feel about it, Right now, I just want to take better care of it. So I've been very, very lazy when it comes to my hair. Like, not going to lie, sometimes I'll just put my hair in a bun and call it a day and just not look at it until I need to, like, go somewhere or something like that. So just a little bit more love and attention, whether that's making sure I oil my scalp regularly, doing more treatments, whether that's washing it, taking care of it, whatever. I need to do some research because I clearly don't know. But even if that's more, like protective styling just trying to figure out what my hair likes what makes my hair you know feel good what helps it be healthy just take better care of it it's really mm-hmm. what my goal is for this year like you said if it grows it grows but we're not we're not really focusing on that right yes Period.
1: Period. us. so okay last sort of final question before i like close out mm-hmm. what hairstyles do you want to try like what do you want to try like styling wise to your hair that's different than you've ever done
0: I really want, color-wise, I really just want to experiment with color. I really wanted to try, like, I feel like me, like, kind of ginger-y. I feel like that'd be a look. black girl ginger movement? Black girl ginger, we killed it. We did. So Mm -hmm. I definitely want to try that. I also, I've never had a wig before. I kind of maybe want to try my first wig. I saw this one girl, she had a wig, and it was, like, a straight bob. And it was kind of, like, I'm, like, that looks so sleek, so cool. So just experimenting like that. And, like, I think those are the main things, honestly. Just experimenting with color and experimenting with a bob. Also, did I tell you I watched Sylvie's Love? No. Literally. I watched Sylvie's <laughs> Love. Yes. And, like, I was looking at it, and I saw someone had, like, a short, like, hairstyle that I saw. And I was like, wait, maybe I kind of want to, like, try. It wasn't when she had, like, the bowl cut. Like I was scared because she did <laughs> No, 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 no. I was not feeling the bold. There was something else I saw that was like kind of a shorter style. I've also always loved the like short curly cuts. That like yeah. I I can't think of someone, but like maybe a paper
1: cut is so cute on curly hair. Like I've I i do not know if you're gonna do that, but I think that would be so cute.
0: I might maybe not right now. I'm not I'm not yeah. there yet. But in the future, I definitely would get like you know like the little pixie mm-hmm. cuts. I want that. How about you?
1: I think. I agree, I've never dyed my hair. My hair is pitch black, like, literally, like, even when I buy hair pieces that are, like, the natural black, I'd be having to dye them black to match it. But I've never dyed my hair, like, and I would love to, but I'm scared. So I might just experiment with color with, like, something else, like, like, braids or something. (laughs) But I... hmm?
0: You could, you don't have to, like, dye. You also could do, like, the hair paint waxes true I've like I'm just
1: I don't know why I just constantly put it off but I would love to like every time I think about it I'm like excited but I'm also like
0: "Mm, maybe not
1: right (laughs) but that's something I would love to try I think also like I really I know we were just talking about like no straight hair or like no like idolizing straight hair but I would just love to have a 40 inch weave one day I just want to know how that feels I just want to know how that feels because I think it's so powerful. Like I think of Nicki Minaj and like that's the energy I want to embody. <laughs> a vibe, a vibe. You don't,
0: have to, to, yeah. you like, don't have to You like idolize it to think it's cool and fun and fresh. Well, that's
1: that's one thing we didn't talk about today, but also the flip side of it is like stop shaming black girls from wearing their hair straight. That is not yeah. automatically them trying to be assimilationist. That is not automatically them trying to be white. Like stop mm-hmm. using yeah. it as an excuse against or four white women wearing box braids. Like that's just not how it works. Like, but
0: anyways, we're not leaving. Well, my- this is the season one, episode two. We talked about it there. Yeah. But yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah, I don't know. I I, I hope that I've you know, quarantine has stopped me. I always am like doing different styles, like faux locks, box braids, twists, like I'm always trying to switch it up. So I quarantine has slowed me down, but I'm ready for that to return.
0: Period. Actually, I think I want to try locks. Now that you say that, you just reminded me some faux locks. Do it, yeah, be- especially if I did the ginger faux locks.
1: Do maybe, it, do it. Yeah,
0: that's maybe sad. that's the next look. <laughs> 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 Anywho, uh, wrapping up this conversation that we had, I feel like we covered a lot of bases in okay. a very broad conversation. But let's talk about what's bringing us joy, what's making us happy right now.
1: Do you have an answer? Yes, I do. Okay, actually, go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead.
0: <laughs> for a second. But, okay,
1: actually I have two things. Well, maybe one. I don't know. I'll get the one. But I've just started watching Queen Sugar, finally, by Ava DuVernay. Is it Ava? It's Ava DuVernay's show, I think. She's the director, at least. But it's on Oprah's network. And it's just, like, a beautiful okay. show. Like, I realized that I've been watching bad TV for a while. And this is a great show. Like, the emotion, the acting, the, like the the capturing of those like non-verbal Black people moments is just beautiful like ten out of ten recommend I want on season one still but I'm like very what's much it on? On. it's on Hulu did I give you my password for that
0: no but I have, I have, I have oh about that sorry, after. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I have an NDA I can't <laughs> but anyway <laughs> um oh what's God. bringing me joy um, I know this is my last day home when we're recording this, so I'll be back to New York tomorrow. That is bringing me joy. Um, also, I don't know if I talked about this in the last episode, but I have the fiction writing workshop that yeah. I'm gonna be doing. So I asked a lot of people to like give me like selections of books to read, so I'm going to start doing those. Um, I don't know. I've been spending just a lot of time with my friends and my family. And that's just bringing me joy. Mm. My last day of warm weather before I go back to the snow. That's going to be a mess. (laughs) I don't know. Just being my last day home in general is just joyful for me right now. Just, yeah. It's like the little moments with my friends that just make me laugh. Like even even since this is a hair episode, literally yesterday, my friend – um, she got clip-ins for the first time and she just like called me and she was like, I need help. I can't take it out. I tried and I almost cut my hair out. So she just like showed up to my house and I had to like help her like cut her clip-ins out. Did and you I feel like she out. like Yeah, because they were like sewn in and clipped. But you because it was the same color as your hair, you couldn't tell couldn't where it was. Sewn.
1: sewn in. That's different.
0: So it was a mess. It was yeah. a mess. But little bonding moments. And I love, I love that for her and for us. So period we're here for it and that's and that's it and that's we doing. love to see it but yeah that's all we have for you guys today thanks so much for tuning in to this episode and yeah we can't wait for y'all to tune into the rest of this season we got some great things cooking up yes. but yeah
1: yeah this was i, I love i always feel so like ah like an exhale just like i feel seen after we record episodes so i thank y'all for joining us today for this conversation much needed We've, we've all had like such specific and unique relationships with our hair that are similar and different in their own ways. And I think it's, we need to talk about them on our own platform. So cheers to us for loving our hair. And we all got good hair again to, to close it out, but you know, until next Friday, our next drop, if you want to keep up with us, make sure to catch us on Twitter at B Girl Blueprint. So you can be in the next read the room or on Instagram at Black Girl Blueprint. Or you can send us any questions, any discussion topics you want to see. You know, if you have any notes on things we should include in the future, shoot us a little email, blackgirlblueprint at gmail.com.
0: And if you like this episode, let us know by subscribing so you get a notification when we drop new ones. Leave a little review. Let us know what you like. Maybe give us a little rate, a little five stars, you know, whatevs. (laughs) And yeah, see you guys all next week. Bye. Bye. With no fees or
1: minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game.
0: We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick. Sorry, kids.
1: Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One and A-member FDIC.